What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming live from beautiful San Diego, California. Absolutely outrageous sunset this evening. Um, I got swindled into buying some Girl Scout cookies, so those are back if you're wondering, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we've got a great episode, and I know what you're thinking right now. Thank God that Justin's back. The soothing voice. You don't have to listen to Zane's scratchy voice in the intro. It's all right, but we've got a a packed podcast for you guys, almost a full crew. One of these days, we'll get all six of us. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Zane and Jake, special guest Zane, co-host Jake. Fellas, how we doing? I'm doing good, Paige. Uh, this is co-host Jake. You say, as always, I think it's been a month since both you and I have been on the same pod, so good to see you. Good to see you again. What's up, gentlemen? Super special guest Zane here with his <clears throat> raspy voice, scratchy voice. Husky um, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, the all three hosts, it feels like it's been some time. Um, we've been through, you know, what feels like a gauntlet uh, the last couple of weeks here. Um, I'm switching it up tonight. Usually, as you fellas know, I'm either a beer or a whiskey guy, but... It's time to change things up. We got to change up the mojo, change up the juju. Huge week ahead of us. St. Mary's week. We're doing a little sheesh. Full glass of wine, boys. For the audience, he's got a fat glass of sheesh. He's just basically (laughs) tripling his alcohol of the night. It's like, uh, it's what they call LeBron pour. I think he's giving a cap because... uh, Brewery's now teammates with LeBron, and LeBron's a big wine guy. So, yeah. I wonder if Rui shout out has Lakers. given shout out Rui. LeBron his wine, like Rui's label. Yeah, the Samurai Ooh. bottle. Ooh. Oh, we got to do a live taste test of the Samurai bottle. Pot Wait, I, does Rui have his own wine? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm disappointed fun- he doesn't have sake. One of the funniest videos guy. ever is watching Rui try to hand Steph Curry a bottle of his wine at like the game of Japan for the preseason. And Steph Curry's is like, what the fuck is that? He's just looking <laughs> at it. Like, All right. Uh, all right. We're getting off topic. Uh, but we've got two thirds in crew in turn crew tonight. Zambi coop. How we doing fellas? What's going on amigos intern coop here. Um, and yeah, the only thing uh, sadder than the latest last episode is this Chipotle bowl meeting. Chipotle, way downhill. Whoa. They had to figure their shit out. Hot take? Hot take? The hottest of takes. They gave me like a half scoop of chicken tonight. I was pissed. That is the worst when they, just the consistency of Chipotle. You can somehow, sometimes just get plugged and sometimes, yeah, just get screwed. Without without going too far off topic here, uh, quick poll. Chipotle, Qdoba. Which one? Qdoba. Yeah, I'm kind of Qdoba. Yeah. Wow. Complimentary um, queso at Qdoba. Well, also they have spicy queso as well, which is big for me. And better tacos. And better chips also. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> but let's talk about the drink comparisons for both. <laughs> no, I like I like Dobes a lot better. Zambi, how are we doing? Hey, intern Zambi here, running a little bit under the weather, so if I'm a little nasally, I apologize in advance, but as you listeners cannot see, I am wearing my winnings from Buffalo Wild Wings on Friday. 
10 wings, three minutes and 20 seconds. Piece of cake. If only Zane was there to watch with me, but <laughs> he just, he just will not let it go. He won't <laughs> let it go. He, uh, <laughs> I, I apologized. I've admitted that, uh, I was not able to convince my wife to attend uh, an all boys chicken wing eating contest on uh, Friday night, date night. <laughs> and so, you know, as any good husband, you know, as the only husband on the show, um, let me tell you boys, I made a smart decision on Friday night. <laughs> Although I apologize to Zambi for missing out on yet another uh, conquering feat. Um, I, 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 this was your, this was yours to lose. You were never going to win this battle, but on the bright side, I know you're going to have plenty more wing challenges ahead that I can attend at some point. Yeah. You know, I was going to go to the scream and yak this weekend, but I'll push that back a week just for you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you on a tour? Like, <laughs> like Thanos. I want all of it. <laughs> who's the, uh, who's the bowling dude that part of my take just interviewed. Oh, who do you think I am? I are. Yeah, Zambi, okay. I need one of those when you retire. Oh, God. <laughs> Love me or hate me? You still watch me? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Zambi, which, which wing contest? How many have you done, first of all? Uh, three? three, not including the podcast. Which one has been the most difficult if you include the podcast? Honestly, probably um, Flamin' Joe's and Spokane. Their Code Red Challenge. Is it was that and just below it, Wild Bills, Inferno Wings, and Chini. Mm-hmm. This one, actually, my bowels were pretty okay after. The biggest yeah, issue. The sinuses. Was, <laughs> no. So I ordered like five normal wings after because I'm like, okay, I want like something normal. This lady brings out 15 more wings of complete <laughs> wrong flavor. I'm just like, maybe she's comping it. No, I got charged for 25 <laughs> wings and a margarita. <laughs> and a margarita. <laughs> Wow. Brutal. Stop. Not stop. But um <clears throat> anywho, Coop, you ready to roll? Let's do it. <laughs> Got some Sorry. queso stuck in the throat there. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 queso, the queso fresco. <laughs> uh kicking things off, fellas, as always. We got a new AP poll. Zags coming in at 12th after their win against UP. Um yeah, boys, what are our thoughts on this latest ranking? kind of bullshit we only jumped two spots anyone else thinking that considering how like literally everyone else in the top 15 lost i think besides purdue um <laughs> there's probably one other team in the top 15 that didn't lose but i i have a feeling the the eight people is not going to forget that lmu loss this year at all like yeah. i don't think even if we win out we we get top four yeah, I uh, <clears throat> honestly, if you ask me where the Zags belong, given the way we've been playing uh, recently, I think I think 10 to 15 is just fine. Uh, I, too, have a problem with what's going on around us in the rankings, though, which is absolute bullshit on all fronts. Alabama gets absolutely obliterated by Oklahoma this week and drops just two spots. Uh, UCLA hasn't won a game since Vietnam and they drop one spot uh, at Baylor who has five losses granted nice win this weekend but jumps six places and ahead of us I kind of get it since they beat us head to head but they have five losses um, I, I, I'm just I'm annoyed uh, St. Mary's jumps four places 
with a scratch and claw win against a dog shit BYU team. There's absolutely no consistency in the rankings right now. Uh, I kind of get it in the sense that it's absolute chaos out there. But I mean, fuck, we're we're gonna get punished for the rest of this. We will not be a one or two seed because of the LMU loss. That is that is what we're being told right now. I don't know. Do we deserve it? Do you think? Unless there's like a bunch of teams that just lose a crazy amount of games, you think they deserve it after that loss? Definitely not a one. The two. The problem is like you can't. You have to compare other teams, and every other team is losing right now except. Purdue so it's like at what point do their losses like do we catch them because they've lost so many times I don't know I think there's something to be said about us not just losing but having really crappy games too that kind of contributes to it but my two cents I agree I think it's also like an LMU loss is the equivalent of like four power five losses (laughs) so like we got a ways to go and even then that's when we're just tied with them so it's just like I don't know. I think we're going to be a three seed and we're going to like it. So strap up, strap it up, fellas. Get ready. The problem is if we beat St. Mary's more on that later, it'll knock St. Mary's to unranked and then we'll just never play ranked team again. So it's like, and then they will refuse to put St. Mary's back in the top 25 until they beat us. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Paige. I've, I like your comparison of lots <laughs> Cooper <laughs> um, equaling a couple of power five losses here. Um, as I'm looking at these standings here, do you guys think that the AP voters are voting with kind of the exhibition games of uh, like Tennessee and uh, who's the other one we had? Just ten- just Tennessee, I think was our uh, only real Tennessee. exhibition. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of in the back of their heads, honestly. They're like, oh, well, they played shitty in the regular season. They got Molly Watt by Tennessee, who just lost tonight. I don't know. Could be some bias. What's interesting is that the coaches have us even lower than AP. And so, which would seemingly be a little bit more reliable. But um, I think, again, I fall back on, you know, it's not, it's, it's no longer becoming about losses, but like the way we win is not impressive right now. Yeah, I'd say underwhelming to say the least in terms of conference games, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the only way we jump, we maybe jump back into the top 10 is if we have a convincing win at St. Mary's. Other than that, I think, you know, there's just a lot of Big 12 SEC bias right now, and they're just going to give those those teams the benefit of the doubt over a semi-struggling Gonzaga team. But um anything else fellas on the zags i think coop's stalling because he doesn't know the next headline oh sorry i thought i was normally <laughs> sharing the um, is it Tommy b my bad i thought i normally just share the word document and not like my <laughs> screen my bad Coop. yep <laughs> not off to a hot start but uh moving on we have Mr. Brady officially, or maybe officially, I don't know, uh, calling it quits as he released a video today, uh, you know, coming out saying that he is officially retired. Um, so, yeah, fellas, are we buying into this or is this just the latest ploy for 80 for Brady, the highly acclaimed movie coming out this Friday? Oh, my God. 
that movie looks so bad. It looks great, Jake. It, it looks, looks great. So bad. It's it basically looks... what was that movie that came out like Las Vegas when you had all the old guys go to Vegas for like their I was gonna say bucket list. The bucket list. <laughs> oh. Oh these are just God. like these are just your stereotypical Zane movies. Wild Hogs, baby. Oh God, of <laughs> course you're a Wild Hogs fan. Um, I, I, if this better be his his final retirement, I don't think I'll watch him again if he plays in the NFL. Like you don't get to have two goodbye announcements and all these swan songs each year. After a while, like it's kind of ruining the retirement announcements. You know what I mean? It's watering down the the market, and I I'm losing interest in these types of stories. Yeah, I uh, I do think I do think that this is it. Um, I think you know he was able, as Dan said, he was able to do it on his own terms, as opposed to last year. It felt very like reactionary to to you know losing and the season being over. Um, I am a little bit shocked he didn't entertain the idea of San Francisco. A little bit more because there's a lot to uh there's a lot there that he could work with. But that's Purdy's um, town. You can't go and well, Purdy's out for six story. months or whatever it is, right? True. That, that is so, true. So it seemed like the, the door was open for San Francisco, one last run. But how many one last runs can you have? It's starting to feel like Vin Diesel on the Fast and the Furious, one last ride. Um I think this is it. I hope it's it. Uh the video was you know short, sweet to the point. He acknowledged that you know he, he can't he can't keep fiddling around with us so i hope it's the end of it um, great career great career two uh two notes slash questions first question brock purdy torn ucl only out six months that's like uh, 13 months for pitchers i know the motion's different but Anyways, that's what that's like the Tommy John surgery for pitchers. I know I don't have a lot of uh, Zambi's a baseball guy, but Zane left. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. That, that was surprising. I was like, sick, that's it. Yeah, no, I thought it was pretty interesting too, because um that was actually one of the things I was gonna talk about, Paige. And you see like these pictures on Twitter, like oh, I can come back from Ch- Tommy John in just six months. Like that's insane. Where are they feeding them? <laughs> you know? And then um two, I actually forgot my number two. It had something to do with Tom Brady. Uh, I, have, I, I remember. Um, it was – so did he literally just play that entire season because he didn't want someone like Schefter to to scoop him? That might be the most spiteful thing ever. Did he <laughs> so, throw away – basically throw away his marriage so he didn't get out scooped? I respect the competitive edge. Yeah, like he just didn't want to get got. I respect that. I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> now, would I have done it? No, but <laughs> hey, it's Tom. He's Tom for a reason. Um, on the subject of uh, Tom's marriage, I I noticed that when he did post that video, I believe it was on Instagram. Um, Giselle did post a cryptic comment that you know I wish you the best or something in your future endeavors. So I wonder if. Maybe some conversations haven't had. Maybe Giselle's like, oh, Tom, you can come back. You retire now. You come back to me. Ooh, Coop, stop it. Stop it. Well, it's, too it's, 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 it's too sexy. It's too sexy. Tom, Tom, you can hang it up now. Come back. You think Don't she calls him Tommy? Listen to this. 
listen to this podcast, Cooper. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm sure some conversations have been had behind closed doors between the two of them. And yeah. You, you think these these two people who have kids together are having private conversations? That's a bold take. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is the jujitsu guy still in the is he still in the picture? I think they like they go horseback riding or some bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. Do we already did we already do we mention like this being the end of the era with with uh with the QBs of our childhood, all uh Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Philip Rivers, Jay Roethlisberger, Drew Brees. Hey, we still have Chad Henney. I feel like Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers fall into that at all? Like, I don't him. think so. He was a little too late, right? Yeah. He like came on like when you're like middle schoolish. Yeah. Because Maybe. everyone remember re- remembers watching Brett Favre like on the Packers mm-hmm. still, yeah. uh, but he's like too old for the group Zane just listed. Yeah, who uh who would be your favorite in that group I just listed? Matt Hasselback. Oh, God, <laughs> he falls into that group. Well, that time period, not belonging <laughs> in that group whatsoever. Hey, he went to a Pro Bowl. <laughs> so is uh. <laughs> Who's the replacement for um oh, Huntley? The, <laughs> Tyler Huntley's in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> oh god. Uh, I would say Philip Rivers, just personality-wise. Yeah, Philip's the goat. Uh, I think I think I'm going hot take Eli Manning. <laughs> I feel like Eli has become so much more popular than people remember how no one liked him or even talked about him. And he was the quarterback for the New York Giants. Rings, or, baby. Rings, rings. I know, but he's that bland that when you're the starting quarterback for the New York Giants of, what, two Super Bowls, they barely talked about him. I mean, my serious take here is I think Drew Brees. A little Drew bit of bias, Brees. though, because he's got the birthmark, you know? But yeah, mm. class act on and off the field too. Uh, I think I'm going Peyton. I think he's just oh class act. What an out! Terrible, <laughs> terrible. Keeping it proven out there. I know. So, um, just regarding uh, Tom Brady, do you think he's the goat? Um, have you guys seen those reactions on Twitter where it's like, yeah, you just take your dog out for a walk on the dunes and there's just Tom Brady recording his retirement speech. <laughs> like it was so casual and like so chill. I was just like, okay, I like this. But also I could totally see like some dude walking, it's like poodle or something on the beach. Just like what the hell is going is that Tom Brady and then Carrie's about to say. Hold on. Oh, wait, just kidding. This has nothing to do with, this is NFL talk. We can use this as a segue. Um, did you guys see that video of Arian Foster saying that the NFL is completely rigged? I did not. <laughs> that was on a podcast uh, dedicated to the ganja. So yeah. I think no, I, I think no, it, was, it was I it was it was a joke. I know that, yeah. but um, did you guys see the quote tweet thread on that? So people were quoting it in like putting funny videos on with like a funny moment moment from the NFL. So it was like, it was like Trevor Lawrence reading the script for his playoff comeback. And it was like Stephen A. Smith walking into a Drake song, just like getting <laughs> hyped up, just like shit like that. 
dude if you whoever's listening if you have some time on your hands go through that thread i promise you you will leave cracking up it is hilarious i sent you the one page of the all the the chargers each year reading their script and it just the lieutenant dan's ancestors dying different ways i thought that was hilarious it's shit like that and that's why twitter sometimes is just the best place in the world because it's just the stupid shit that you find is hilarious but anyways coop i'll let you get back to it yeah uh um yeah shout out tom hanging it up um you know i think we're all happy about that for our respective teams uh, but moving on to uh, some more NFL news, we have some coaching carousel action as we have Sean Payton uh, getting traded to the Broncos, uh, becoming their new head coach. And then D'Amico Ryans, the San Francisco defensive coordinator, uh, taking on the Texans head coaching opening. Boys, what are our thoughts on these latest hires? Did the Texans just watch that uh... – nfc playoff game they're like well D'Amico ryan sure knows how to play defense with no quarterback so let's fucking give him the job is <laughs> that should pr- prepare him pretty well for his texans career yeah i am uh <clears throat> i am curious about the peyton to you know sean peyton to the broncos um i think if 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 this doesn't work like Russ is like his, his entire legacy is tarnished. If this doesn't work with, with Sean Payton, um, because of the success Sean Payton has had with Drew Brees, uh, another short guy who Russell Wilson had like a lot of comparisons to for a while. So, um, a lot of pressure on Russie, uh, a lot of pressure on Sierra. You got to get the job done. This is, this is, if this doesn't work now, it's never going to work. And you'll always be a one-hit wonder. Yeah, no, I think it's kind of a. I mean, obviously, Sean Payton's like a a big name, so you're gonna like make some waves. But I do agree. I think it's kind of a make or break for us. Uh, kind of tying this back to the Tom Brady talk. Uh, as I was watching um, this just in today, and Max Kellerman, feel how you feel about him. Yes, he has some outrageous takes. But he had this comparison of top quarterbacks based on their success adjusted to their defense. And we can all agree that Tom Brady had pretty good defenses, so did Russ. And they're at the very far left of basically just how much their their play like influenced the outcome of the games. And so I don't know. I, I don't see it going well in Denver. And Russ is dead to me, so... I care less about it. Kind of. I do hope it goes well because Russ was exciting for like that pocket of a couple of years in Seattle when, when it was, you know, fourth down two minute drill, it felt like he would always lead a comeback. And that, that was objectively exciting. If you take out the uh, obnoxious Seahawk fans that came with it, but um, I, you know, I hope, I hope there's something to be, you know, found there. Let's let's have an exciting uh what would it be AFC West division. Oh yeah, that's normally such a boring division, which is the Chiefs <laughs> and the Chargers and the Raiders. Yeah, I guess not Raiders now, but it's a division that seems like it should be a lot better with oh, those yeah. teams' names. It always uh, has. It's literally how it's always been. 
Also, shout out to Miko Ryan for getting a six-year contract for his first head coaching job in the NFL. <laughs> I don't think he takes that <laughs> job if it's anything short of that. He's like, right? yo, this team is absolute bullshit. Like, <laughs> You've like, had three coaches I got at least like years. five years. Blank canvas, this, this bitch, and like, let me see what I can do. Like, yeah, I wouldn't take anything short of like five years. So, um yeah, I don't really know much. I mean, obviously, D'Amico Ryans is, like, a great defensive mind. Um, as far as a head coach, I have no clue. Oh, Sean Payton, yeah, I think what Zane said is right. Um, it's a make or break for Russ. If if Russ doesn't make it work with Sean Payton, he's, you know, pretty offensive-oriented coach. That it's just, That's just it for him. <laughs> I mean, and that, that franchise is absolutely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think they leverage all their – I mean, they use all their, like, draft picks for the next, like, five years on Russ and Payton, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they definitely did. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And they have so much money tied up in Russ that it's – yeah, it, you guys are – yeah, they're fucked. So, yeah. You might see Russ on the – uh, Walmart layaway deal here. <laughs> be on one of their shelves. Bottom line is, we'll win. Fuck you. Fuck the Broncos. <laughs> I love that you. He's one of our only listeners, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's ride, I guess. Um, last but not least, we got some zags in the NBA news. Um, really, we mentioned that he is now a Laker. He made his debut. Uh, few weeks back or not a few weeks back but a week or so back um and the latest update is the lakers played the knicks last night went to overtime and Rui had the game winning block uh jake as our official zags in the nba correspondence can you take us through this real time oh yes uh electric game on tnt we're not talking nba league pass anymore for the zags in the garden Rui got the start i think he ended with like 17 and nine and he just looks so much more confident now like way more aggressive lebron is just feeding him all these full court just assists so they're running fast and um yeah his block was amazing like he timed it so well that they called it a shot clock at first or not a shot clock a goal 10 because he got it literally you look at the replay it's just right at the apex and he swatted that shit so i mean Shout out, really. I hope the Lakers now make the play-in. Uh, I don't think they're good enough to actually like go far, and I hate rooting for the Lakers to have success uh, because it's like rooting for the Yankees. But, I mean, awesome to see Rui gain some solid playing time on like one of the most popular franchises in sports. Have you guys seen the, the Rui block yet? I, I'm looking at it for the first time right now. Boy, oh, boy, that's close. And they reversed it is the crazy thing. They yeah. originally call it. I mean, I think it because it's just you never see it go down. So I think that Wait, was close, close as in it was like close to goaltending. Yeah. Yeah. They called it, it, it a goaltend at first. It is vi- like if it, my first reaction is goaltend. That's because we never see Rui play defense. Yeah. At so, least, at least, well, my question is after this call was made, did anyone throw a tantrum on the floor? and complain to the refs and cry bloody murder, <laughs> fall to their knees, begging the gods to save them from their misery. Are you talking about the LeBron reaction? Oh, wrong game. My bad. My <laughs> bad. Wrong oh, game. Oops. <laughs> uh, no, they did it. They actually took it pretty well. That's good. That's good. To see adults acting like adults who are almost 40 years old. 
Oh, um, man. Okay, first off, I'm not a LeBron defender by any means. That was an atrocious no call. Second off, yes, it was. It was acting. It was that was pretty bad. But it was also like they were calling some whack fault. Like the whole game as you're watching, Celtics are getting every call. Lakers were getting no. And I got defensive of the Lakers now because they have Rui. So, you know, it's a little Papa Bear instincts, Papa Zag instincts. And so I was just like, how is that not a foul? I was like freaking <laughs> out. I wanted our boy to win, dude. Anyways, I know it was kind of a tangent, but it was a pretty bad call. Like it was foul. Uh, switching gears here. Um, I know they came out with the uh, NBA All-Star rosters, and I don't think uh, Jake's uh, Jake was pretty locked in that Sabonis would be an All-Star oh, starter. Oh, okay, excuse me. Half of the actual <laughs> media like lost their minds when Zion got named. He has missed over half of the season due to, I don't know, being in line at a potluck, I guess, because this man never plays. And Sabotis has been playing a month for over a month with a broken thumb, hasn't missed a game for it. And I just think it's bullshit. Like it hurts me as Sabotis has a very boring game. If you're not a Sabotis fan, you know, like he has no national clout and clearly the fans just, Go for Zion, because I don't know why. I I agree <clears throat> generally with you, Jake. I think one of the issues is uh, the West already has Jokic, like, playing yes, the yes. five. It, it, theor- I, like, I know it's the All-Star game, but who does Sabonis guard on the It's East? not really for matchups. They won't even necessarily be on each other's teams. Like... It's oh. just about who are the best three forwards in the West. And I'm not saying like a Sabonis Jokic team matchup is better than one with Zion and Jokic. I'm just saying you shouldn't be able to miss half the season and just like kind of roll out of bed, put up 30 against the Pistons, then go out for another four games and become <laughs> a, an all-star. I mean, I think to your point, Jake, what you said about like flashiness, I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, people want to see Zion dunk and do crazy shit. They don't want to see Domas get layups. <laughs> just, exactly. It's just, like Mac McClung being in the not dunk sexy contest. basketball. So I think <laughs> it's largely, uh, largely that. Um, but on the flip side, shout out uh, Andrew Nemhart for making the Rising Stars Challenge. I think that's basically what, like the All Star game for rookies. Uh, rookies and second years yep so pretty big deal um love to see it did uh, Suggs make that he made it his first year and um, make the cut year two huh no Rui also made it his first year I think Clark made it I think Olenek made it both years actually just because he's team Canada so it's a little easier when you're yeah. team international although now it's probably getting harder well, wasn't it Andy Patton who tweeted out, I think eight of the last 10 years we've had a zag in the Rising Stars game? True. We're just Damn. slowly taking over this organization from the bottom, not the I'd top. Lo- I'd love a championship to go with that. Call it a championship, that is. Oh, gotcha. Hey, Adam Morrison has a ring. Uh, college championship. Oh, oh. yeah, you're right. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, that concludes this week's headlines, fellas. Uh, Zane, why don't you take us to Zagland? Yep, boys. It was a slightly quiet week in Zagland as we only had one game Saturday versus Portland, but Saturday evening was loud for the boys. It was our game of the year announcement that we made on Twitter. Uh, we originally made this game of the year prediction when it was minus 11, but due to um, some technical difficulties with our bookie, who I will not name or blame, uh, we had to ultimately take the game at minus 13. Um, we still locked in his game of the year. We were still as confident as ever. And ultimately it hit boys. Uh, there was some up there. Were, there were a lot of ups and downs, mostly downs throughout this game. But when it mattered most, um, Julian Strother joined in on the uh, on the game of the year. And we took off and we won uh, behind his 40 point game. Um, Zags cover uh, first. First, I want to talk about the game of the year with you fellas. Um, where was the heartbeat throughout throughout the game? Because uh it, it it really did come down to the wire. I think we won by 15, right? So uh, close game. Jake, as our degenerate leader, where were you at? I would I would call myself the degenerate epicenter. Like I don't lead you guys to these bets, so it's just kind of where it all <laughs> joins in at. But um, I I did not feel confident or what probably just over halfway through the game, I was feeling good. I think we were up like, we were up like 12 at that time. So, and it looked like we were running away, but then it dropped to like a four point lead. I think down to a two point lead or maybe even Todd, if I'm not mistaken. Um, then I basically, I, my brain, it's amazing when you reach that six, you're ahead by six because half your brain is focused on will we cover and half is like, Oh fuck, we might lose. Like anything is possible in that range. You know what I mean? Um, so I definitely switched to the fuck, let's just win this game instead of focusing on the cover. Was this the was this the night where the, the group chat was just popping off? Popping off. Absolutely <laughs> electric, on fire. Our reputation was on the line, Paige. In the in the Three year history of this chat. I have never seen it as active as it was Saturday night. It was a beautiful thing. Actually, I think I woke up from a nap, a little drunk nap, to uh to just like 45 texts in like 30 minutes. And I was just like, what the hell is going on here? And it was game of the year time. Yeah. Is Paige on the hot seat for taking a nap during the game? I think so. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Well, I'm excused because I was on a boat. Okay, he was passed out ah. on his couch is a nicer way yeah. to say that. Yes, I was on a boat prior to that, and uh, I get a pass for that. So, Cooper, uh, how was your pulse during this game? Uh, Well, you know, given I, – I don't know what our record, you know, against the spread is this year, but I kind of look at Gonzaga bet as just lost money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm never confident when i'm betting on the zags you know this season so whenever they do hit it's just a pleasant surprise so as far as like a confidence i was probably at like a six that's not bad that's that's better than uh than four or five i guess yeah so or even three. Or the positive side of things yeah 
Cooper, I have a question for you. Uh, and, and, and this is mostly as, as since you are a representative of the Hoon clan, um, can you speak towards your father's utter just negativity on the socials towards this Gonzaga team as of late? I mean, you guys think I'm the pessimist. I think Kyle, my father <laughs> has taken that, you know, you know, to the next level. Yeah. I, you know, I can't really speak on his behalf. You know, I'm not, I, I'm not on Twitter personally, so I don't, I see some of it through our through our own Twitter page, but um, yeah, I mean that guy is a different breed as far as you know Gonzaga <laughs> negativity goes. Um, yeah, <laughs> not much more to add there. Yeah, well, a couple of uh, key stat lines uh, during this game. Obviously, it's the Drew, Julian Strother game of his life. Uh, Forty points. I think he had, he went eight for 12 from the three point line. Uh, it got to the point where he was taking shots where every time the ball is going up, you're like, oh, well, oh, okay, okay. Um, absolutely phenomenal game from him. I think a lot of us have been calling for this type of game from, from Julian, not necessarily 40 points. I think a lot of us were settling for 20. A 20 piece would have been nice here or there, but on a night where Drew Timmy, is held to single digits. Uh, thank you, Julian Strother, for stepping it up and and proving us right in the beginning of the season when we said you had the ability to take over games like this. Yeah, on that on that note, I mean, I think I said something in the group text Saturday that you know Julian will show up in these. Not that Portland's not an important game. We need we should win every WCC games, but when it comes to the bigger matchups he kind of disappears. Does anyone else kind of have the same sentiment or? He's, I don't think it's worse versus big or small. He's just random. Because like, he's had great games against Xavier, like a ranked team. He's had shit games against LMU. You know, that's not like, I think he, he, he is, you know, great players are those who will always have their game. Like they always have something to settle back into where Strother, it's like, if his shot isn't falling, feels like the rest of his game shrinks too and hopefully he just like matures a bit and then he's obviously if he can perform like this every game then this is a team has entirely different trajectory yeah my my thought is is and i brought this up i think a couple episodes ago is that if you can get julian strother going in rhythm early in the game you can end up with results like these. Um, and we just don't do that a lot. It felt like in the beginning of the season, uh, it was just like, just get the ball to Timmy and let him go to work, which is like not that far-fetched of an offensive game plan considering how you know well Timmy can play um, at times, not against Portland, but generally speaking, Timmy is, Timmy is our go-to. Um, and then Julian just never really gets in rhythm, but he got the ball several times early this game and he got hot and he stayed hot for 40 minutes. And it was a beautiful thing to see. I think that's gotta be, he's gotta be our second option um, because it feels like throughout the season, he really hasn't been. Like, I think if we're being honest, it feels like Timmy first option, Bolton second option, most of the time. Um Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just kind of what my eye test has been. Yeah, no. So yeah, I think you're you're on point here. I think the reins 
for the second spot are Julian's take here. Like I was even talking to my dad. I'm like, yeah, I saw a mock draft. Strother is projected 27th overall. I'm like, no, he has not done that at all this year. And then just keep watching the game against Portland. Okay, three, three. Almost breaks breaks his uh, single season, or not single season, sing, single game three-point record for himself and just surpasses that in the second half. And so I think if he keeps this going, then I think for sure number two. But we need guys like that when Timmy's not producing, for sure. Yep, very true, very true. I think uh, the second shout-out from this game is a guy who has really cemented himself as Mr. Consistency on a team that is everything but consistent, and that is Anton Watson. With 17 points in this game, five rebounds, four assists, three steals to go in hand with that, and only one foul. Uh, he was six for 10. Uh, eh, free throw or shooting still. Ah, four for eight, not yeah, great. That's what I wanted to call out. But, like but let's focus on the positive here. Anton Watson is consistent. He is consistent. And he has been all year. And that's been a major boost for us. If Anton plays this consistent for the rest of the year, and he maybe does a little bit better than this in a tournament run. Say we make Sweet 16, at least. Does he have a chance, do we think, of going second round? Because no. I think he might, just with his athleticism. And he's showing, this season, he's kind of shot the three decent, too. He's shooting like 29%. <laughs> Recently, recency bias, definitely. I don't, I don't think so, Jake. I think his age is working against him. Um, I think we're seeing maximum potential against Portland and WCC teams here. Um, I, I, I mean, maybe he can be like a journeyman on the defensive side because he is he is a phenomenal defensive player. He's our only defensive player at times. Um, but I think well, I think saying in the second round is a stretch. I think I mean, even getting signed is a stretch. Give me I I, I don't. I follow Jake's logic here because think about, and obviously these are two different players entirely, but like Nemhard was a senior last year. Obviously he's a great point guard and those are in high demand in the NBA, but did any of us see him getting drafted by the end of the season drafted that early? And on top of that being a rising star. So there is a place in the NBA, NBA for smart players who know how to play. Anton shooting is just that's that's got to improve. He's got all the tools, but to actually be like a floor stretcher, because that's all he'd really be able to do in the NBA, probably. You know, I mean, yeah. I think if I had to like make a parallel to like an NBA player, it might be like Draymond Green. But Draymond Green was like light years ahead of Anton when he was at Michigan State. That is true. He, he was a second round pick. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Anton. <laughs> overseas maybe <laughs> uh, fair enough fair. you know sometimes you got to throw a spicy take into the pot to to make i think that's the right there with uh what, what was it ballo going top uh, wait you mean um all pack 12 center ball omar ballo and just four years late on the take hey, <laughs> or early it was it's like in um um the big short i might have been it um early but i wasn't wrong I no, you were you were wrong. Nope, you were wrong. Nope, you said nope, that draft. No, nope, no. Nope. 
If Omar Bala gets drafted, ever gets drafted in the lottery, I will shave my head. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Final point, final point on 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 this game is the we can't ignore the fact that over the course since Malachi Smith's breakout performance, was that against Portland as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Since then, the bench fellas has gone freaking dead silent. There has been little to no scoring over the past three games. Ben Gregg has put up a total of five points and over at I don't even want to get into Hunter Salas's offensive stats because they're all but non-existent. The guy hasn't hit double digits since uh, dis- early December. Um, what what are our thoughts on the bench right now? Because scoring wise, it may be a concern. I'd say it's a big um, concern. Yeah, I mean, especially with Hickman not playing great since uh, the was it Santa Clara he took over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm right there with Jake. I think it's a, you know, a pretty big concern, you know, obviously um, Salas is, you know, definitely more of a defensive oriented player. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, his offensive game just hasn't improved, I think to the liking or to the standard that we'd, we'd expect. And Malachi, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that guy's, you know, either really on and will drill everything, or it's Cricket City, as far as you know, basket making. And same kind of goes for Ben Gregg. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're gonna need, you know, I think in a perfect world that you know the bench is giving us somewhere between fifteen and twenty points. And I don't know if that's really been. It sounds like it's been closer to like ten or twelve, if that, as of late. Yeah, that's that is about accurate, Coop. Um, there are there have been spurts. Credit where credit is due. Like we said, Malachi has shown up here and there, but it feels like Salas, like even on the defensive side, really hasn't been given that much of an opportunity. I mean, a lot there are a lot of talk about why wasn't Ian playing defense late in the LMU game, but bench bench is a concern. Free throws are still not falling for us. Uh, we shot a whopping. 13 for 20 against Portland again. Uh, you make half of those and you win by 20. Um, so same same issues it feels like for the most part um, when it comes to how this team played against an inferior opponent like Portland. But at the end of the day, some positives take away from this. The boys won the game of the year. We were right. Reputation remains. Um, we're not going to talk about how we – Turn that in over into a BYU parlay to knock off St. Mary's. And be clear, have... I did not. I, I was... Jake, the fact that you're just so scared to be associated with this championship attitude is is concerning. Dude, it was amazing. I was able to place your guys' bet. I was so <laughs> drunk when you. <laughs> the word it was on, dude. It, it like the bet was there for the taking. BYU goes one for two from the free throw line. St. Mary's comes down the court, storms down, hits basically a buzzer beater, wins by one. All of a sudden, the plus 215 uh, $30 bet is down the drain. Um, but game of the year survives. Zambi, you got some closing thoughts on this? Yeah, I just wanted to hear you guys' take about um, – I cannot remember the guy's name to save my life. little Argentinian um, point guard for Portland getting up in Timmy's grill. 
I love it. He's spicy. Yeah, I thought I thought that was all fair. Timmy, Timmy hung on a little bit. He yeah. hung on a little bit. Sent and a it's message. at the Portland home court. So you got him. Yeah. You got to defend yeah. your court. Yeah, he was, he was, you know, he popped up quick. He didn't do anything. He kind of, if anything, he looked very confused um, by the situation, perplexed, you could say. And it, and it was just separate. It did look like he didn't shake Timmy's hand afterwards. So Timmy was kind of offering a little piece. I could be wrong. I didn't see the whole thing. But it looked like he brushed him off a little bit, dude. I love. I we need another like hateable WCC player. I feel like there hasn't been one in a oh. while. Well, you just wait till we get to our St. Mary's preview, Jake. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but before then, boys, we had a little bit of a scare uh, a couple of weeks ago in Santa Clara. Um, but we get him at home this week, right? This is a home game. Yes. Yep. This is a home game. Um, a lot of people out there thinking maybe trap game since it's obviously before the big St. Mary's game on Saturday. Uh, I think, what did we win by eight last time? Was it a double digit win? I think it was like five, five. I feel like it was, I thought it was a little bit better. It was 81 to 76. 81 it, took 76. Like, it took like a last second Nolan Hickman, like three, yeah. like kind of give us some breathing room. Well, That's it wasn't five fucking... points. If Dan's yeah. listening. Yeah, Dan, not good at math as we learned this weekend. Um, tough, tough first game against Santa Clara. The Broncos brought a little bit of a fight, but uh, since then it has really not been pretty for Santa Clara. They've gone two for four in their past four games, uh, edging out Pacific, beating BYU, but then losing two straight to St. Mary's and giving up 95 points to Pacific. Um, fellas, what are our thoughts on the Broncos coming to Spokane to get the streak back intact? Um, I mean, they got that that one transfer from, is it Illinois? Podzimski. Yeah, that guy, that guy is good enough. He can just win games, you know what I mean? And um, it'll be interesting to see, too, how – this is our first game at home since the loss, right? Yes. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how we respond to starting a new streak. Does the crowd boo the Zags as they run onto the you don't court? Get a boo similar, crowd. similar to the Yankees, the Yankee fans booing the yes. <laughs> You mean the worst fans? Um, <laughs> no, I don't think they boo. I do think the the Zags will be we'll be we keep saying this we keep coming up with different reasons saying why the zags will be particularly up for these games but i do think the zags will be more we'll start off hotter than normal just because it's going to be instilled in them i think since that lmu loss that you know that's not what we do in the kennel yeah i kind of I'd like to think that, you know, given our last home game was the loss to LMU, that, you know, the boys will have a little more, like, pep in their step and really take it to Santa Clara this game. Um, but yet again, you know, every team in the WCC this year has taken it to us. So, who knows? Oh, am I up? You're up. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I was taking a bathroom break. So, I'm not sure what anyone said, but... I think Santa Clara, the biggest part about this being a trap game is it's 8 p.m. on a Thursday. I can totally see Gonzaga coming out kind of slow to start with and then just kind of 
kind of tail between the legs, but I think we, we pull it off. We cover the spread. Um, I have no idea what the spread is, but I think we cover it. What would you put the spread at, Zambi? Uh, yeah. Nine and a half. Oh, currently at 13 and a half on ESPN. Yeah. Ooh. But Ken Palm has his winning by eight. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to not bet the spread on this game. Um, <laughs> well, what we what we have to bet is Gonzaga money line against St. Mary's. That Because Zags won't be favored. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You guys can't not. This is a sacrifice. This is a, you know, putting money in the basket at church type of game. You know, it's your fucking <laughs> duty to bet on the Zags against the Gales when the Gales are well, favored. Let's just let's just jump to it then. Let's just let's just get out of Santa Clara land. Uh, maybe we're jumping over it similar to how the Zags might jump over this game on Thursday. But the uh, the uh, the headliner of this week is no doubt uh, number 12 Gonzaga Bulldogs heading over to Moraga to play your number 18 St. Mary's Gales. What the hell's a gale? Uh, ESPN, 7.30 p.m. Uh, on Saturday. Going to be a late one, boys. Um, but we're only competing with the Pro Bowl weekend, so this should be ours for the taking here. Um, fellas, St. Mary's is currently favored on ESPN's uh, whatever their little percentage predictor is, 65.4% uh, favorite to win this game. Um, like it or not, this is a talented St. Mary's team this year. They are undefeated in conference play. They haven't lost a game, albeit to Colorado State, since December 18th. Um, they are a good shooting team. They have a pretty solid um, freshman guard and a lot of other familiar faces that you know have kind of given us fits over the past couple of years. And of course, they're running the bullshit Randy Bennett slow-paced offense. Um, fellas, what are your initial thoughts heading into this game before we break it down too much? Um, I would say nervous because looking at St. Mary's stats, what they are they do great is defense and not turning the ball over on offense. Um, so when you combine that with the Zags, whose weaknesses are defense and turning the ball over a shit amount of time, this smells like one of those games where it's like St. Mary's could take control. Zags try to kind of run it quick to catch up and go on a run, but then they just do stupid turnovers and it just, it, it snowballs. I hope it doesn't turn into that, but that's my biggest fear going into this game. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it feels like in years past, whenever we've like beaten St. Mary's and like by being, I mean, we've like just kicked the shit out of them. We've like gone out to like a really fast start and St. Mary's just isn't built to like come back. So, I mean, I think that's the key to this game is that if we can play, if we can come out hot, this game is ours, but if we're doing the slow pace bullshit, we're going to lose by 15. Yeah. I think you guys are all hitting it on the head here. I think it's just cleaning up the rebounds. It's not making mistakes early. Um, and even a marginal lead will put a lot of pressure on St. Mary's. So we'll see if the Zags team can do the little things as they call them in basketball, but, uh, 
I don't know, man. This team, this team gives me the heebie-jeebies. Sambi? Uh, I was going to say heebie-jeebies is correct. Uh, like you guys said, I think it all comes down to tempo, how we play the game. Um, and as much as I don't want to admit it, I think that it's going to come down to the carousel of who's going to be the guy to step up this game. Mentioned it earlier in the podcast, Strother has the reins in front of them. Is he going to take him? I can see him stepping up this game. It's either going to be him or Timmy. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, I'll, I'll conclude the opening thoughts for this game. Uh, I admittedly, haven't watched much of St. Mary's. Uh, watched them for the first time this past weekend when they barely edged out BYU, despite the fact that they didn't actually have a great game against the Cougars. Um, St. Mary's plays with a high intensity from start to finish. They are energized. They want to win. They're diving for loose balls. They're causing mayhem on defense and they rebound the shit out of the ball. Um, we don't do those things regularly. Uh, and that, there, there has been um, a tangible lack of intensity and lack of effort at times from this year's Gonzaga team. And it's been pretty much widely talked about on almost like every single broadcast since WCC play has begun. Um, that's going to be a problem against St. Mary's. That's going to be a big problem against this team. Uh, if we come out flat and we go down, I don't like our ability to come back against them because they're going to run such a so, slow fucking offense. Um, and it's going to deny our ability to speed the ball up and and come back in this game. So if we do this bullshit where we like start the game down 12 to 2, uh, Pack your bags. It's over. We're not going to get back into it absent some miracle, you know, three-point rally that we can go on. I'm extremely nervous about this game. I'm not happy about it. Uh, well, I am happy about, you know, finally getting some good matchups here in WCC play. But uh, this is going to be a tough one, boys. Uh, but jumping into St. Mary's, uh, and Jake, you were talking about wanting a new hateable person in the WCC. Well, I got your man for you. It's Aiden Mahaney, the freshman guard, the leading scorer for St. Mary's this year. This fucker looks like an absolute TikTok star, just a generic little white guy, wears an arm sleeve, and he has the new hairstyle where he got the bangs just going into his eyes. Um, 100% you can find this guy doing dances on TikToks. Absolute dweebster. Um, but all that said, the dude can shoot the shit out of the ball. He shoots 43.3% from three-point land, averages almost 15 points a game. Um, this is their leader. This is their spark plug. He hit the buzzer beater versus BYU. Aiden Mahaney is going to be a problem, and it's going to be Nolan Hickman's assignment to slow him down. I think. Could be Bolden. I, I kind of like the idea of the senior taking on the freshman, but um, – that's that's your sort of uh, your sort of scary monster of the game as far as St. Mary's is concerned. Maybe here. we could see some Salas on him, perhaps. This uh, throw a bigger body at him, who's just as fast. Would be nice. Would be nice. No, it. I mean, the scary thing about St. Mary's, like looking at the BYU St. Mary's box score, they had five players all in double digits, all from between like fourteen to ten, like. 
that's just a team where if you take one guy away, they're all just ready to pick up the pace where it feels like that's what this Gonzaga team has been missing sometimes is just a consistent cast around somebody. Yeah. Something, you know, to note as well. And, 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 you know, talking about players that play 10 minutes or more per game, St. Mary's has four players shooting over 40% from three point range. Uh, that would be this Mahaney character that I've been talking about. Uh, Alex Dukas, keep your eyes on this Dukas character, an absolute Dukas, if you ask me. Oh, got him. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And then Kyle Bowen, you guys will recognize Kyle Bowen. Uh, if you don't recognize the name, you don't recognize the hair and the disgusting uh, mustache to go along with it. You're the one that has like a perm, Dylan. It, it kind of looks like a perm. He, I would say it's a knockoff. Um, who was the uh, Baylor player who transferred? Who had the nasty? Oh, my nasty... Mitchell May or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the this is the Walmart version of of him. Um, oh God! And, yeah, it's not it's not pretty. He's an Aussie. And then they kind of encroached on Gonzaga territory with their Lithuanian Augustus Marciliunis, uh player, and this guy's kind of a stud too. Um, so this is, you know, fellas, this is a team that can shoot the ball. They can shoot the ball very well. They can spread the floor. Um, one positive note, the Zane uh, big man watch, they don't have a seven-footer on this team. They have Mitchell Saxon, albeit, you know, second leading scorer on their team, averages 8.2 rebounds a game, only 6'10". Huh, interesting. He must yeah. play big, though. He does. He does. All right. Well, let's talk. Let's let's talk about this, boys. Most people at this point have St. Mary's favored in this game. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, it just makes my blood boil. They should be favored, but I just hate that they are. Um, I mean, I we. We're the kings right now. We're the kings of the WCC, and um, we're we're the lion and the hyenas are coming for our throne. So we gotta beat the shit out of the biggest hyena right now, and that's St. Mary's. We just gotta put up a you know eighteen point win against them and remind everyone in the WCC you don't have a chance against us because the mindset's changing and we gotta sh- stomp it down right now. Do you guys think it gives the players any more fuel to the fire? I struggle to figure out what gives this team fuel at this point. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Few handstands. I don't know what this team's like main source of motivation is, which is a huge concern. Um, I don't know. My my mindset around this game is that I don't know if anyone really gave us a chance against Alabama. And look what happened in that game. So, um, I'm in the school of thought that we will come out guns a blazing and get off to a hot start and really put the pressure on St. Mary's to keep up with us. So, so Cooper, are you saying that this team's motivation is being the underdog? Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I think was the last time we were not favored was the Alabama game. Gotta be. That sounds right because we've only played WCC since. Yeah. So, and I think we we're favored in all our. Uh, was Texas favored when we played Texas? I think they were. 
Yeah, but that was before Alabama. Was Purdue favored? We were favored against. We were Purdue. favored because Purdue had just beat Duke, but they had it. It was in the same week. And I think yeah. so. I think, no I one think, thought Purdue was good then. I for think some Gonzaga Baylor is basically like a flip them game, or yeah, pick them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, um. When we're when we're not favored and we're the underdog, I think that really does something to this team, or I like to think so. And um, I think it was Stephen Carr that tweeted out that the last time we were not the favorite against St. Mary's on the road, we won by like 30. So (laughs) that would be so sweet. That would restore all faith I have in this team. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think this team is, depending on what happens Thursday, tomorrow night, I think uh, this team is, you know, going to be licking their chops and going to want to come out and uh, really make a statement. All right, then let's jump into it, boys. I want uh, your prediction, a little, a little, you know, insight about why you're making that prediction, uh, and then your player of the game. Um, let's start off with you, Zamblin. You are the longest tenured Gonzaga Bulldog fan. You have been through hell and back with this St. Mary's team. This is a different St. Mary's team, and it's a different Gonzaga team. What is your prediction? Oh, I'm channeling my hatred for Omar Samhan back in the day. Do you guys remember that? No. no. Anyone? No? Absolutely not. Oh, God. What year was this? Uh, I want to say it was like 07, 08, kind of that area. I didn't area. even know Spokane was a city back then. <laughs> Where are you from in Alaska? <laughs> I played. Um, I think my prediction is going to be 75, 69. We had a few free throws at the end. Um, Zach's win. Player of the game. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to say Strother. How many points does he end up with? Say probably 22. I think the the pace of the game is just going to be slow as hell. And so I don't expect to be very high scoring, but you know, I think the Zags can pull it off. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move on to our other intern. Uh, Coop, you just gave us sort of a, an intro into this segment. Let's get your prediction now. Does it happen? Do we show up as the underdogs? Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, my kind of bold prediction for this game is that whoever wins, wins by more than 10 points. Oh, oh no. That makes me nervous so, as hell. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lean Zags here. I think, you know, we come out as underdog that, you know, Timmy and the boys take that personally. We take it to them in the first half. Um, and we hold that lead into the second. So I'm going to go 78-65. I like it. I like it. I'll, I'll jump in right here. Um, because I don't want to egg, end the segment with my prediction. Um, if you if you look at the team stats, Gonzaga scores way more than St. Mary's does. Uh, by 16, 15 points, we average 86 points. They only average 71. We always are slowed down by St. Mary's' offense as well as their defense. Um Every time I think that this Gonzaga team is going to turn it around, uh, they kind of don't. They they kind of don't. After the (laughs) LMU game, I thought they were going to just absolutely mollywalk Pacific. Uh, That was not the case. 
uh, game of the year. We gave them all the mojo, all the hype they needed. Kind of barely came away with that one. Wasn't very comfortable against against the pilots. Um, I am just not seeing. I'm not seeing enough consistency from us. I need to see more uh, energy, effort from this team. I want them to win this game. I want them to kill St. Mary's. But based on what I've seen over the past couple weeks, I am very nervous about this game. And if I had to bet money on it at this point in the week, when I'm still kind of down in the dumps from Saturday, I don't I don't see the Zags winning this one. I see St. Mary's taking it at home. Uh, they're going to win by like a bullshit, like three points where we just, we have a chance to chuck up a three and we don't. If if the Zags do want to win this game, it's going to be on the back of a Timmy 28 point game where he actually shows up and he gets some help from the starters. But as of now, like I just, man, I just, I, I'm not seeing enough from this Gonzaga team. I hate you. What the fuck? Picking St. Mary's. <laughs> Gross. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. That's what why I want to do it. Well, the, Jake, let's go to you. Get us out of this. Okay. I think uh, mine's similar to Cooper. I think we're going to win 76-72. I think we'll have a good first half, be up. Timmy will have a big game. I'm thinking between 22 and 28 points. But he should have more. Towards the end of the game, we're trying to close it out. He's missing free throws, just getting Ugh. fouled. And then St. Mary's crawls back from like a nine-point lead to a four-point win. That's that's what I feel. And we You guys just, have all, in like one way or another, named the reasons why I said they would lose this game. But you've like rallied behind some other like special <laughs> significant thing that overcomes those stupid little fundamental mistakes. Exactly. It's called <laughs> building an early lead, I guess. That's my strategy. But um, yeah, I think we do enough. Uh, I think we have enough players that can make those big plays at the end of games. Say what you want about how we start all our games. We do end them pretty well. Like, I mean, LMU, not great, but we were down like 12 with like three minutes left. So that there, there was a chance for us to blow it on the last shot was good. So God damn, we were down 12 to LMU at one point in that game. I think so, right? It felt like it. <laughs> Dude, same, same, same thing uh, with San Francisco. Same thing with yeah. BYU. We were down double digits with like under five to go and came back and won. Yes. So we have that, that um, (laughs) we have that dog in us. He just uh, sleeps in till about 6 PM, I guess. (laughs) All right, Paige, take us home. Wait, wait, Jake, who is your player of the game? Uh, Timmy with, I'll say 24 points, but it's off five from 12 from the line. Oh yeah. God! Below fifty percent. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, that's crazy. No. Yes, below fifty percent. Uh, Zane, I don't know why you ended with me. Oh no! This is just bad. This is oh, bad. Oh no! Oh God! Dude, we can't have two. Brand. That's forty percent. This is bad for the brand. All right, I'll give both my takes. I'll give my optimistic one real quick. Zags win 75 to 70, player of the game. Julian Strother dropping a crisp 20 points. Sorry, my dog is just going crazy right now. Keeps coming in and out of the house. Uh, My realistic take, 
I don't think this team is going to come prepared. I think they've come uh, more often unprepared than prepared throughout the course of this season. It's been quite an obvious trend. and It seems to be getting worse with the decline of our bench. Um, the lack of, you know, playing clean games. And this is just like the lull of the WCC season. And unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be able to get up for this game. And I think St. Mary's is going to win by 10 points. I think they're going to win 71 to 61. And that's just how it's going to be. I mean, I'd rather be surprised. I want the Zags to win, but it's not looking good, fellas. All right, boys. I have a way to get us back on track. We are joined by Daniel and Serpy oh, live from some brewery. Thank God. Thank God. He- Dan, what is your prediction? All right, boys. Sounds like you guys are uh, not predicting good things for us. So Two I- of the group, boys. I expect a fire that we have not seen from this team all season long. We will be on the road in a hostile environment as an underdog. And we have got to be the hunter, not the hunted. I expect the Zags to pull out a six-point victory. Give me 76 to 70. Julian Strother stays hot, knocks down big-time threes. <laughs> Zags, I hate all you guys for your bad predictions and your negativity. Dan, thanks for hopping on. Well, there you have it, fellas. He basically predicted the score I did, right? Just he put it as if we were going to crush him at first. Yeah, he he made it sound like he was coming up with some like 20-point win. And in the end, it was just a really close nail-biter win. That's not a good sign if our like high-soaring expectation is a six-point win. The best was the so we're going to come out guns a-blazing and we're going to barely win, baby. And make some smart fouls. <laughs> all right. All this to say, fellas, we'll close out this Gonzaga segment. Uh, this team has an opportunity this weekend to prove a lot of people, including some of us on the show, wrong. To, to show us that what's been, you know, what's transpired over the, over the past couple weeks in WCC play is just boredom with these, you know, teams that don't matter to us. Um, but St. Mary's is going to be a, is a good team. They're a tournament team. They're going to come hungry. They're only six, you know, places behind us in in, you know, the AP, the rankings right now. Uh, if they beat us, they probably jump us. So we can't let that happen. That would be utterly embarrassing. I think that'd be the only time I've ever seen that since being a Gonzaga fan. Maybe Honestly. our freshman year. No, definitely our junior year too. Because yeah, they beat us twice in the regular season. Oh god. We were just unranked, and I think they were also unranked, so it's hard to tell yeah. who was above of whom. But well, uh we can't let that happen. Um despite the negativity, I think all the boys here will ultimately put money on the Zags to cover. Uh maybe, maybe we don't. Maybe we'll actually cover if we don't bet. You just do no. What we, do we double jinx the jinx? No, you're just way over. Now you're gonna think if we don't do that, then that will be a triple jinx. <laughs> well, I'm we're not- gonna get out of this segment before my brain explodes. Jake, take it away with the NFL talk. Thank you, Zane. All right, we moved to the NFL where the week started. Um, the NFC championship, um, a crushing defeat by the Niners. Uh, I believe the Final score is 31 to 7. 
big story of the game. Brock Purdy goes down early with what I think Izzy called, uh, I'll say soft injury. Um, she was using some harsher language, language on Brock Purdy. Turns out he tore his UCL, like I think Paige and Zambi were talking about, out for six months. So Izzy very quickly to call Brock Purdy soft. Just found that interesting. But uh, huh. we got to see who, who was their four-string quarterback. Josh Jackson? Josh. No. Was it Josh Johnson? USD, baby. USD. Josh Johnson. Yeah. A quarterback from University of San Diego played in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. fucking wild um gotta watch the game with coop coop how did you like the game uh i loved it because i chose the eagles to cover and that was (laughs) an easy lock so um game itself sucks i mean you hate to see you know when your starting quarterback goes down and you're on into your third string quarterback so when that happened it was for all intensive purposes done but um yeah, I mean, Eagles kind of a wagon right now. True. Zambi, as a Seahawks fan, how do you feel about this uh, Niners loss? I mean, obviously, you never want to see people go down with injuries. Um, I personally did not watch probably 90% of this game just because I saw the Fred Warner injury. Then I'm like, ah, you know, I'll get some gains for wedding season, you know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, just injuries to Warner. Granny came back, then Purdy Johnson. Um, just kind of sucked because I think it could have been a much better game. But I mean, control you can control, and I think the Eagles were the better team overall. And so, yeah, it'll be an interesting uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, are any of the boys on the pod going down to waste management? No, during the same time as the Super Bowl. No shot, dude. It's gonna be so yeah. expensive. Well, it's yeah. Thursday through Sunday. It was last year, last year I went just for the waste management and to get into like one of the more popular, whatever those things are called, clubs. That's... I don't even know. It's just music that's just blaring. It was like an $80 cover charge to get in. And that was without the Super Bowl being there. It's the the prices are gonna be astronomical. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already getting fleeced by, like, everyone's fucking bachelor party and weddings. <laughs> yeah, I have zero that. spending money right now. <laughs> uh, sorry to inconvenience you, Coop. Coop, uh, don't leave out all the little music festivals you go to. That's yeah. so <laughs> I don't go to the fucking music festival. I go to one concert and Zane just thinks I'm, like, some EDM fucking plurge. Uh, you went to the Gorge as well. You've been to a couple now. You've been to Seattle for some music concerts. You've been to L.A. <laughs> You're just on your own little West Coast tour here. Yeah, that's like probably a, why you're at the gym, Coop, just to yeah. get those legs strong enough for ladies on the shoulder. Coop also <laughs> flew to Austin for New Year's Eve voluntarily. No, no obligation to do that. <laughs> okay, so, all right. I don't well, want to hear about all the there. weddings. I was already in Dallas, so that like cut like the cost in half. So yeah. everyone can fuck off. Okay. Their bullshit. Wait, I like Me how too. Zane. I like how Zane calls them music concerts. A little music concert thing. No, you 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 guys in your music concerts. <laughs> you guys in your rave shows. Well, Coop, don't let them shame you because us single boys, we have to find our excitement, and those are pretty fun. You guys have I know you older folk in this chat have never been to one of these, 
But let me just tell you, it's a good time. It's Maybe good. yeah. I think, Both I think Cooper and Zambi are older than I am. I've been to Galantis. I have never been to a rave. I am going to Old Dominion. And more directed towards Jake and Zane. <laughs> Don't I, I, I know shit about music. Old Dominion would be a good concert. They're good live. Yeah. Give you that. I, I do like Miley Cyrus's new song, Flower. Flowers. Nice. Flowers. And with that, we'll lay flowers on the grave of the Niners playoff hopes and slide over <laughs> to the phenomenal bagels. Okay, we're getting we're getting in a tea pole here. <laughs> uh story of the game. I really didn't get to watch it much besides replays. Oh. Uh Patrick Mahomes does it again. 2320. Sounds like there's a lot of penalty issues. This um oh Paige has thoughts. Okay. This game was absurd, dude. It the referees, I mean, they're almost so bad that you can't even say they were paid off. That's how bad they were. Like the whole referee calling time on the play uh at the end of the game when it was whatever it was, it was a third down play. Uh I think I think it was third nine. Yeah, it was third down, whatever it was, and Kelsey was short. And then they're like, wait, this random referee in the corner called time or whatever. And it was like, what? So they just get the ball back? <laughs> no one else saw it. No one saw it. Not even the camera guy. And then the next time they sack Mahomes on the next play, and then there's just flag downfield. I don't know. Felt kind of fishy to me. Well, don't don't forget Joe Burrow getting absolutely like hit 30 seconds after he threw the ball yeah and no flag is thrown for that no flag i think the nfl hates joe burrow i think they do i think because he's from Cincinnati, or not from Cincinnati, but plays for cincinnati well this this would have ruined the uh three-way tie for best quarterback in the nfl you know they got they love the the josh allen joe burrow patrick mahomes rivalry going on right now between the three young bucks this would have set joe burrow like firmly ahead of all, like all of them, uh, beating Mahomes and the Chiefs four times in a row. Yeah, he's he's definitely better. Um, couldn't let that happen. Got to make it a rivalry. I think who was the uh, who's the big defensive lineman for the Chiefs that had Chris like the game? Jones? Yeah, he made a comment um, before the game when he was asked like, "What do you think about the rivalry with the Bengals or whatever." And he said, what rivalry? We haven't beat them yet. <laughs> like you have to beat the other team or or then they have to lose to you in order for them to be a rivalry. Right now they're just kicking our ass. Well, now you got your rivalry NFL because the Chiefs pulled it off. Um, other thought on this, on the Chiefs is that I don't feel like I've always disliked the Chiefs, but I kind of do all of a sudden. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it's induced by the refs, but um I think Patrick Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes. No, no. See, I don't like them. I don't like them very much either, (laughs) but I don't really care about them. Uh, I think Travis Kelsey is like a little bit like uh, cringy at times. I think he's a, he's a underrated cringe machine. Uh, You know, throwing out jabroni, calling the mayor a jabroni was kind of like, bro, that was like, wasn't that the rocks thing in like the nineties? You can't bring that back now. No jabroni. Um, I just, I don't know. I think, I think the, the chiefs are a really cringy team. I, think yeah, it feels- I was just going to add to the Kelsey thing real quick, the whole burrow head thing. And I'm, I'm just a burrow Stan. That was a little, it was a little much. 
when the people were calling him Brohead, and he was like, whatever is what did he call it again? Mahome head or whatever? No, he just called it Arrowhead. He said he said this is our house. But yeah. like you can't you can't even acknowledge Burrowhead. Like you, you can't acknowledge that he's been owning you like at home for you know all those years. Yeah. I guess one I, year. Ridiculous. I, I was just like, dude, like you guys were 0-3 against them. Like, and that you should have lost tonight, to be frank. Yeah, yeah. Burrowhead, my ass. We won on a field goal. <laughs> that was what? That was what? <laughs> Yeah, fuck the Chiefs. I'm, I'm an Eagles fan. I fucking hate the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm an yeah. Eagles fan now. I'm signing up with neither of the teams I really cared about. Like, I don't dislike either of them, but it's like, oh, cool, the number one seed in the NFC versus the number one seed in the AFC. Like, yeah. it's very... I, I got, Now that we're on that topic, I got a question for you boys because immediately afterwards, uh, you know, Courtney, my wife, said th- that the Super Bowl, like this is one of her most least interesting Super Bowls that she has watched like she has she doesn't care at all she said it's a bad Super Bowl even despite the fact that it's two one seeds um and you know what I stand by her oh yeah boys that's a tip for you stand (laughs) by her um Jake looking at you a couple of months you're gonna have to do the same exact thing oh boy Uh, what what are your thoughts boys do you think we're set up a couple of months your wedding. Aren't you my, getting married? My wedding's like seven months away. I thought you were talking about like the Super Bowl or something. Oh, well, I won't tell Izzy that you forgot about your wedding. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> but what do you boys think about that? Do you think that's crazy or not crazy? I, I don't think there's any way it's worse than that Rams Patriots Super Bowl. Jesus Christ, I could not. I didn't care about that at all. Was that the thirteen to nine Super Bowl? Yeah, okay, but the buildup was good. The, like that was a good. good. The buildup was good. What yeah, I was, think in terms of like an anticipation, it's definitely one of the more boring Super Bowls. I, I it's nothing against the Eagles. I think I I generally like watching the Eagles play, but like yeah. the Chiefs, it's just like I'm so tired of being spoon-fed the Chiefs by the NFL. It's just like every time they get a chance, look at what Mahomes did. Whoa, so crazy, you know, the sidearm pass. Whoa, look at Tony returning this kick. I, I'm just I don't I don't like the Chiefs, they're annoying as hell. They're turning into the Patriots. It's that Patriots dynasty taste. We're like, we get it. They're really fucking good, and my team sucks, and I don't want to listen to them anymore, right? Like, you know, you want chaos, but I think the Chiefs are here to stay for a while. Yeah, I think the only, like, intriguing storyline about this game is that it's, like, being, quote, on, like, called, quote, unquote, the, like, Kelsey Bowl, because you have Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs and Jason Kelsey on the Eagles. I think it's the first time two brothers have played in the Super Bowl. But yeah, other than that, I mean, there's nothing really on paper that, you know, really uh really gets me going. I I just want to see Jason Kelsey do the touchdown dance one more time. <laughs> Did you guys yeah. see him do that one for like <laughs> I stand by that we should make that the next like pod challenge. Is that a thing? Is that like, is that? Yeah, that's like, it's like the new gritty is like everyone's doing that dance now. What's the dance? I don't, I'm not even. What's it called? To know the dance. Do it, Cooper. Do it for us. Yeah. Yeah, Coop, can you stand up and do the dance for us? I do. I, I can't do it. I can't do it very well. It's just like, like that. <laughs> it, like kinda, a floss. You shake your hips, but like, like a jerky floss. You just like look up little Uzi, just want to rock. Oh. That dude, like, that I see. Dude goes like nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way Jason Kelsey does it. 
<laughs> it's, it's adorable. so uncoordinated. <laughs> no, uh, Cooper, though, what does get me going, though, think about the Super Bowl watch party, though. There's a high percentage chance we're going to have either Kansas City style ribs or Philly cheesesteaks. That's what gets me excited about this. That is, that is a good uh, good point. The food, the food for the Super Bowl is pretty uh, top tier. That's true. Fair enough. And Queen Riri. I was just watching the Jason Kelsey thing again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. also, all time, all time anthem. Chris Stapleton singing the anthem will be fucking awesome. Ooh. Hell yeah! What do you guys? Are you guys? What uh? What outlandish? I guess maybe we could do this next week. But do you guys have any uh inside scoops on the outlandish bets for the Super Bowl? Oh, I think we got to do a true segment next week with yeah. that. Like, you got your eyes on early though, just a little sneaky peeky. I I don't have the I we I always we did do the research. Yeah. The it doesn't get the bets until day of. Remember, for Super Bowl, it's like a week out. It's popularity. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have the college basketball spreads three days in advance. Last you animal. I loved how Dan Dan was getting sassy in the group messages. <laughs> I oh, I thought it was the night before. No, Dan, it's the morning of. <laughs> God damn it. Last year, I think Lau and I put down 15 different bets on like outlandish Super Bowl props. Not a single one hit. We got them. <laughs> we're just 0 for 15. It's it was a $500 Super Bowl, baby. Uh, they were like $5 bets, but it was just like, okay, well, that's fucking sick. We did like the highest, like the highest odds returns for most of them. But like, it was like, what color are Snoop Dogg's shoes going to be when he comes out for the halftime show? They weren't blue. I'll tell you that much. Oh, all right. What do you think about this? Minus two fifty. Anheuser Busch features Clydesdales. That's it's got to be lower than minus two fifty. That's like every year for the past twenty years. What do you think? Like minus four hundred. I don't even get how they have these bets because what's stopping someone who works at Anheuser Busch? placing this bet insider trading jake the law the law is stopping them there's what there's a law that's saying if we're betting on insider trading that's absolutely i didn't know that applied to sports gambling uh, oh yeah maybe it doesn't i have yeah i don't think it does at all (laughs) i don't think a judge would take the case that this casino is offering this bet (laughs) and they're like well it's not fair like you can't control that amount when it's a rigged outcome I just hope there's a good game. <laughs> uh, but shout out Cooper to having the only person predicted that uh, the NFC and AFC championship. Oh, games he went chalk. He's just just went chalk. No creativity. Not a not an original thought in that brain. Unlike Zane and I, who did reverse <laughs> chalk and are looking at an zero and two table. That would have been a sweet Super Bowl. Niners versus Bengals would have been. Oh, I was just cheering for the for the most entertaining Super Bowl, and that would have been it. Yes, that would have been true. Hot take: was... Jalen Hurts is a boring, boring person. He, he has like the most boring, exciting plays I've ever seen. I can't yeah. explain it. I have a I have a question for the group. What was more entertaining this weekend, the Bengals Chiefs AFC Championship game or yeah. the latest Last of Us episode? Oh, Last of Us Last episode. Of us. That was a really good episode. That was electric. Cooper's favorite. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, Bengals. <laughs> what? I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. That was an electric episode. Pretty, pretty emotional. Well, it was, heart. dude. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was, I, I was not joking when I said it was a really good episode. That was probably like one of the, that was the best episode of the season for sure. Yeah. It was emotional. Ooh. Have you guys started watching that? Uh, I think it's called like a hundred physical. No, what's that? Oh, it's, is that the, the Netflix show where they like fight and stuff like that? Pretty much. Yeah. It's all in yeah. Korean. <laughs> Wait, where they fight what? There's like challenges. There's like a hundred people and then like half get eliminated after one episode. Uh, it's basically like a real, like, like a real life version of Squid Games. Oh, okay. Interesting. Nice. Speaking of Netflix, did you guys see the new Bill Russell documentaries coming out in like a week? That looks awesome. I oh. have a I have a fun show for you guys that I just Uh-oh. randomly started watching. It's called oh, um, no. it's called Milf Manor. <laughs> nice. I have seen snippets of this show. It is a it is a dating show where essentially you have older women who are all very good looking. They are at this you know it's basically Love Island setup where they're at this very nice villa in Cabo or some bullshit town in Mexico. Anyways, oh. they're all thinking that they're gonna have some hot young dudes come in um but the plot twist is all these moms have kids that are like boys that are like in their 20s and these are the guys that are on the show (laughs) you have have these moms and then their sons are like hitting on like each other (laughs) it's fucking wild (laughs) what the fuck is this this is on netflix (laughs) <laughs> uh it is on if you have discovery he just jumps off now <laughs> where, do I, where do i apply all right guys i'm out <laughs> so uh, yeah if you're looking for uh a nice reality tv show binge i would uh i would highly recommend also coop you're saying one of your but i don't know acquaintances friends were is on that new show farmer needs a wife Yes, I yeah, I do. Uh, I do know a girl that I went to middle school with that is uh, on this uh, farmers dating show. So yeah, pretty. pretty I wild. definitely think we need to watch that as a pod and get us <laughs> a little recap segment each week. It is season seven of Farmers. <laughs> Wait, what? I assumed it was a brand new thing. Like I are see, we, are, we are we talking about the same thing here? Uh, I like, don't know. I just Googled Farmer Needs a Wife and season seven came up. I don't know. Joe has 10 more acres than Billy over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this this can't be the same. It's it's season. This would be season three. Season this should be two. season one, I thought, but I season don't know. Season two. I haven't had two. my finger on the pulse of Farmer Needs a Wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. So either watch... The Bill Russell documentary, or Milf Manor, or Farmer Needs a Wife. <laughs> I got, I got one more. I started the, uh, the, the climb on HBO, the, the, like bouldering competition show. The, wait, the with, free solo one. Yeah, it's like with Jason. Uh, what's the actor's name? Jason Momoa. Sudeikis. Yeah, kind of a kind of a cool show. Kind of puts you on edge watching these people. Just they're not always free soloing, but. It's like a rock climbing competition, but on real walls. Kind of crazy. Ooh. Man, you're not, really not nearly training. as entertaining as, as you know, Milf Farmer Manor. Needs a Wife or Milf Manor. <laughs> Milf Manor. It's, it's the uh, palate cleanser. I think I'm sticking with Milf Manor. It's my uh, guilty. <laughs> <point>. <laughs> 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 
All right. I think that's all we had for the show, unless anyone wants to talk about anything else. Coop, do you have a favorite character on the show? If you want, if you watch the show, you would know. (laughs) (laughs) So that's uh, that's my uh, settle plug. (laughs) Well, competition for all the listeners out there. Tweet in your your pick for Coop's favorite milf on Milf Manor. (laughs) First person to tweet us the right picture. Congratulations. Autograph photo from Chris. We're still we're still waiting on her a few too many swag. Yeah, you can get an autograph picture of Cooper's BYU chest tattoo. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> All right. Oh dear. <laughs> Wait, do we have an athlete? Or what, what was it? Yeah. Uh, I do not have an athlete, no. We gotta get back on that. We do. We, I just haven't had it. Right All we're going to be there. talking about is this depressing Zags team when the NFL is gone. Yeah, we will need to sprinkle in a lot of fun <laughs> segments. Like, oh, especially. We still, need, uh, still need the nickname segment, Jake. We do. Shit, it's been late. Is, is next week the nickname? Is this why they've been failing? They just don't know what to call each other? That's probably why. That's on us. Cooper, I have a guess. For I'm just really proud of your favorite <laughs> cast member. <laughs> do you know the Do you know the names of the? Oh people? no, I, wa- I watched this like like two weeks ago or like something. I have a feeling it's Cali, fifty-one-year-old mother of six who works as a real estate broker and fitness coach, lives in Orange County, County, and can't. She looks decent. Oh, yeah, this is getting weird. (laughs) (laughs) We just want to know who's Cooper's favorite. Find out next week. Oh, (laughs) that's our, that's your, uh, too many. All right, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I know you enjoyed that. We will get to the bottom of who is Cooper's favorite milk on the With that being said, thank you all for joining us. As always, it's an honor, it's a pleasure. Through the highs and the lows of the Zach season. Oh, uh, uh, she's fine. <laughs> please, <laughs> please get me go. <laughs> oh, man. Well, with that being said, as always, go Zags. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Go Zags. Go Zags. Toodle